Good morning to us. I believe we are doing well by God's mercies and God's grace. And um, this morning, um, there's something I want to talk to us about. And um, it's something I've been pondering for for some time. And um, usually, before I share on this platform, it means that it, um, it means that it's something I've thought about. I've asked God questions for clarification on before I bring it out to share with us. And I believe that with what I'm going to share with you this morning, you're going to be encouraged. Uh, it's a message that is going to speak to you, speak to a lot of people I know, I speak to myself, obviously, and your life is not going to be the same. So let's share a word of prayer, then we go through what God has for us this morning. Okay. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for the gift of life. We thank you that for everything that we do, for everything that we are becoming, your hand is in it. Thank you, Lord, that you have seen to our preservation throughout the night, and you've given us the gift that is in today. We pray, Lord, that even as we go through your words, that you will speak to us, you would address the issues of our hearts, and bring understanding our way. Open the eyes of our understanding, the Lord, for everything you need to communicate to us this morning, we receive it and receive them wholeheartedly. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being present, and thank you for carrying us through this time of communion and fellowship. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, period, thanksgiving. Amen. All right, so um, straight to what we have for today, and um, there's a scripture I've come across and, um, in Proverbs 24, verse 16, and um, that has got me thinking got me thinking for some time and um, it's, it's, it's something that we have seen it's a scripture we have seen time without number over and over and over again but I'm sure the questions related to this scripture we may have asked and most definitely I think most of us wouldn't have asked questions regarding this question this scripture and um, in this scripture, that is in Proverbs 24, verse 16, and I'll be reading from the Amplified uh, Version, it says that, For a righteous man falls seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumble in time of disaster and collapse. And that's from the Amplified Version. For a righteous man falls seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumble in time of disaster and collapse. Um, I don't know whether you've noticed, okay, um, the scripture says here that a righteous man falls. I mean, think about it. How does a righteous fall? Like, I don't, I thought about it for some time. The righteous falls. The just shall live by faith. I mean, so many instances throughout, throughout the scripture, um, the devil has made reference to the righteous David says that he has never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. In scripture again, we see scripture talk about talking about the righteous being as bold as a lion. In another part, we see scripture saying that the righteous shall flourish, the righteous shall never be shall never be shaken, the righteous shall be remembered forever. God's eyes are on the righteous. God delivers the righteous. The righteous are loved by God. The righteous shall never be put to shame. The righteous shine like stars. So how come in Proverbs 24 verse 16, scripture is saying that the righteous man falls seven times 
Amen. But I just, for some reason, put this to my put this to thinking. The righteous would fall. No, the righteous falls. It's like it's something that it happens or is going to happen. But after pondering for this for some time, um, you realize that the point of emphasis isn't on the fact that the righteous man falls. But in this particular scripture, there is a comparison made between the righteous man and the wicked. Okay. And um, it's interesting. I mean, scripture made reference to a particular number of times the righteous man falls. This is seven times. So why would the righteous fall in the first place? How can the righteous fall? And not just once, but seven times. Why, why seven? Why didn't the scripture mention once or twice or three times or four times? But scripture mentions emphatically that the righteous man falls seven times. Now, doing a little bit of study around the number seven, you realize that the number seven stands for completeness or fullness and the spelling of the number seven in hebrew is consistent with the spelling of completeness also in hebrew so when you compare the two spellings seven completeness in the hebrew language then not the the spelling don't look all that different meaning that for the number of times that the righteous man falls God is working in the righteous man perfection or completeness. So it's it's okay for scripture to say a righteous man falls seven times. It's okay for scripture to say that the righteous man would fall and rise. It's okay for scripture to say what it says in Proverbs 24 verse 16. Then everything begins to make sense. I mean, if God is telling us that the righteous man will fall and rise again, then it's true because the righteous are as bold as a lion. Remember, and we can find that in Proverbs 26 28, verse 1. Sorry, we see that there. So, if scripture is telling us this morning that the righteous man will fall and rise then it means that it isn't about the falling. It's about the fact that the man who is described as righteous doesn't remain where he falls. The righteous man has afflictions, but scripture says the Lord delivers him from them all. The afflictions will come, but the emphasis being placed here is that God intervenes to bring the righteous man deliverance. The righteous shall never be shaken in Psalm 112, verse 6. God's eye is on the righteous, glory to God, in 1 Peter 3, verse 12. So it tells us that as scripture says that a righteous man falls seven times, urging him unto a state of completeness. Now this seven times is symbolic. Of the work of God in the righteous man it doesn't mean that when a righteous man falls more than seven times it's he's out of grace or as some may say no but it's symbolic of the fact that 
When the righteous man falls, he doesn't remain there, he rises. And as he rises, he is edging on to that symbolic meaning of seven, meaning completeness or wholeness. For in Job um, 5 verse 19, scripture says that he shall deliver him in six troubles. Yes, in seven, no evil shall touch him. Glory to God. You see, um, the number seven there means that as many as many times as the righteous man falls, God is doing something with him. That doesn't mean that um, one must give himself to falling or open up himself to falling. No, but there are certain instances that come our way in life. One can, one may come, one may overcome such trials and and temptations but there are certain times we fall so that we know that we are human so that we don't rely so much on ourselves but we rely on divinity for strength so that for a number of times you fall we know that we cannot rise by our own self because scripture says from what i just read in job 5 verse 19 that he shall deliver you in six troubles yes in seven no evil shall touch you we don't deliver ourselves from the troubles but god is the one who delivers us so only the righteous can fall and rise only the righteous can stumble and still keep moving forward because god has placed in him mechanisms the spirit of god to help him rise up when he falls because as we as we as we as we've seen in proverbs 24 verse 16 but the wicked stumble in time of disaster and collapse he remains there there is nothing built inside the wicked to bring him back to a state of recovery who is the wicked then the wicked is the unrighteous and the unrighteous don't have in them that tenacity or in them the faculties placed in the righteous to help him stand when he falls the, un, the, the unrighteous or the wicked are those who don't have God in their lives they are those who have chosen not to retain in their mind the knowledge of God they know this is what God is saying, but they have decided willfully not to retain the knowledge of the Son of God or of God in their mind. So when they fall, because they do not have the knowledge of God in them, they cannot rise because the eyes of the Lord is on the righteous and not on the wicked. Because the wicked has decided to delete every single thing that has to do with God out of his or her memory. And so there is nothing left for him to hold on to to help him or her rise up to his or her feet. The wicked have a reprobate, corrupt and degenerate mind. Their, mind have, their minds are fashioned to this world and are not fashioned to the things of God. And so they can't rise. In James 1 verse 3 to 4, scripture says that, Knowing this, that a trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work. And the trials that we face are as a result of our own lust and our own appetites, our desires, innate desires. 
And for a number of times that we are tried, we may fall, we may stand, but the the whole idea behind the falling is working in us perfection. Let that be at the back of your mind. It is working in us perfection. It is working in us perfection. Psalm 34 verse 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. The whole idea is that there is deliverance for the righteous. So you don't go out saying, oh, I'm righteous, I'm righteous, so I can't fall. There's nothing that can happen to me. Oh, no. You don't have to boast. We don't have to boast in whether we are able to stand or not. Because scripture tells us that we should we should take heed. Because we may think that we are standing, but actually we are not standing. We are standing or walking on frozen ice, which can break at any time and may come tumbling in. See the whole idea. So the total of it all is that we need to grow and learn from life's experiences, trials, the temptations. And when we are tested, we can stand the test of time. When we are tried and tested, means that we can stand the test of time when we are tried sometimes all doesn't go well but we pick up the pieces and we forge ahead the Christian life or the Christian journey is is a journey where we we fall onto God when we fall and we look up to him when we fall not looking up to ourselves and trying to do everything by ourselves. No, it doesn't work that way. So the idea behind the scripture in Proverbs 24 verse 16 is that for in for every single time we fall, God is working in us perfection. And notice, only the righteous can fall and rise. If you're falling and you're back on your feet, I'm telling you this morning that you are righteous. If you have been overcome by that trial and you are still on your feet, thank God this morning because daughter of God, son of God, you are the righteousness of God. It only takes the wicked to fall and remain where they are falling because they don't have in them the mechanism set by God to help them back on their feet. The word of God, prayer, fellowship with brethren a righteous brother who is always encouraging a righteous sister who is always urging you not to give up for it only takes the righteous to fall and rise again that is the revelation behind the scripture only the righteous can fall and rise for a righteous man falls seven times and rises again the seven day is symbolic of completeness and wholeness. I pray this message finds you and builds you up in holding on to your faith. God bless you for sticking around to the very end. I pray, it's my prayer that God keeps on strengthening you and help you edging on to fight a good fight of faith. God bless you. Till I come your way another time. God be with you. Bye-bye.